Welcome to Mulready Minutes with Oklahoma Insurance Commissioner Glenn Mulready. This is a podcast about insurance for insurance folks, risk managers, and business leaders. We'll dive deep and look at what is and isn't working, talk to leaders in the industry, and keep you informed on what's happening in Oklahoma and around the country. Welcome to another Mulready Minutes. Uh, We are glad you've joined us here. We have a special guest who's back with us for a second time. And so uh, without any further ado, let me introduce Heather McClure, quickly read her bio. Uh, General Counsel and Chief Risk Officer Heather McClure has decades of experience managing client risk inside law firms and organizations, overseeing risk financing, risk management, insurance procurement, captive operations, and claims and litigation. Prior to joining Helio, Heather was risk Chief Risk Advisor for the National Healthcare Practice at Aon, a global risk and insurance services company. Prior to that role, Heather was Chief Risk Officer at the University of Oklahoma, the, the other university here in Oklahoma. <laughs> I have three university. at OSU, so i got to get a little jab in there. Uh, she was over there, health system, directing risk, claims, captive operations, and insurance structure, including property, cyber, directors and officers, employer liability, workers' comp, Provider professional liability, hospital liability, aviation, auto, and all other commercial and captive lines. It's a bunch. Yeah. Heather also served as the chief legal officer of the system's captive insurance company, saving the system millions over its years of highly successful operations. Heather's career began as a trial attorney defending organizations and medical providers in the law firm setting, trying multiple cases to juries as lead counsel. After 10 successful trials, she began a career as in-house counsel to a large organization in Texas, managing people and processes related to risk, claims, and litigation. That all is a mouthful. Wow. Who wrote that? (laughs) That's a lot. I I read it okay. But all that to say, Heather has substantial experience. Was it 15 or so years uh, with OU? With OU. Yeah. And a lot of captive work there. Now, we had Heather on. Uh, and I jokingly called her the queen of captives, and uh, I've had some people reference back to that. <laughs> but um, probably almost two years ago that, that uh, uh, Heather was on, just talking captives. Today, though, we want to focus in – we're going to talk captives in general, but also we want to talk about the Oklahoma Captive Association, which you are help, yes. helping lead. Yes. Uh, that you are in the middle of, um, with some others, uh, reviving. Right. And so um, – Heather, we kind of read the bio, but what is it we don't know about you that wasn't in your bio? Oh, wow. Um, I am a gardener. I have a green thumb, and I have some tomatoes this season that are doing really well, really big, and I have had tomatoes every day for the past two months. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of rain this year. We have. Yeah, it's good. That's helpful. Good. Okay. Anything else? Um, that's the most relevant thing. I Dog think. lover. Dog lover. I do know that. I uh, love to be involved in rescue. And um, as you know, here in Oklahoma, we've got a big need for that. So I love to volunteer my time and others' times <laughs> to um, to rescue organizations. And Heather is married to Casey, who is a very talented musician. I happen to know personally. He is. And uh, they recently relocated out to a great lake setting here in uh, northeast Oklahoma. That's so, right. It's beautiful. Right. Enough with that. <laughs> That's good. We're glad you're with us. Thank you for uh, so, having me. So the Captive Association. Yes. It was founded, I believe, in 2012. Yes. And um, <clears throat> now being revitalized. Tell us tell us about that and how you got involved. 
Right. So, you know, back in 2012, actually, I remember attending some meetings that occurred, you know, back then over 10 years ago now with some leaders here in Oklahoma City uh, who were interested in forming and uh, maintaining a captive insurance association. And so um, for whatever reason, that sort of fell by the wayside. Under your leadership, we have been encouraged about captives here in Oklahoma. And so a, a number of captive owners, as well as uh, service providers to the captive industry, have come together now, some of whom are the same people who were involved in it to begin with, mm-hmm. um, who have deep experience in the field, have come together and, um, as you said, revitalized, re-energized the Oklahoma Captive Insurance Association under a new board of directors. Um, actually, two of them had been board members from the from the previous version. Uh, but our goal this time is to build and maintain a sustainable um, energy around the captive insurance industry here in Oklahoma. And <clears throat> the 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 situation here is is different in Oklahoma now, of course, than it than it was ten years ago. We have more captives. We have more infrastructure to support captives. Um, we have banks with experience. We have uh, service providers, law firms, um, captive management firms. Uh, all uh, working together, um, even competitors working together to sustain a captive industry here. Uh, the legislation that exists now is m- mm-hmm. much improved from uh, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, we see businesses who had formed captives outside of Oklahoma, but were Oklahoma companies coming back to Oklahoma. We um, have a number of members now in the Oklahoma Captive Insurance Association just in the past couple of months from every industry, healthcare, oil and gas, um, agriculture. Uh, our board reflects that diversity as well. So we've got a, a board of directors of seven members, uh, including myself, um, but more importantly, uh, captive owners, people mm-hmm. who are, are there ma- running captives, managing captives, as I used to do um, at OU, but who are doing that for, for businesses around the state. Uh, we have we have experts from outside of the state, but who place uh, uh, captives and um, insurance business here in the state who are also joining as members. So it's not just Oklahomans. It's it's experts from around the country who have this um, energy and enthusiasm now for Oklahoma as a domicile. Um, again, yeah. I'm, I know you didn't bring me on here to 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 compliment you but it is of has, course i did no, <laughs> but maybe you did so it's it's easier now and it is um it's more productive and better um efficiency and 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 the um economy around captives is is better now for, yeah. so and you make a great point that you know the the atmospheres i guess that the best word there but was was different mm-hmm. back then but the legislative changes that have taken place since then uh i think the commitment yeah on our department's side and i mean we, we brought on i mean arguably one of the top captive directors folks in the country absolutely uh, we've hired on a new analyst and so there's a commitment and resources available for folks here so exactly it, uh, it is just a changed environment so well and uh, to your point steve kenyon um who ha- is your your new cap our new captive director here in oklahoma is uh 
is amazing. He's got great ideas even for further improvements. And so working with the OCIA, even over the last couple of months, we've been in touch with Steve. He's been in touch with us about ideas, about approaching the legislature for some tweaks and um, uh, improvements to the to the legislation that can can help grow the captive industry even more. Yeah. So with that changed environment, uh, I'm just thinking of something, a, sort of a side note almost, the the hardening of, of, of markets with admitted carriers, availability right. for liability coverage in certain arenas. How much does that impact the captive growth or, or, or not? Yeah, it, uh, it absolutely impacts, correlates to captive growth because, um, as you know, when markets harden and it becomes um, – more burdensome for a business to purchase insurance from the commercial market, businesses begin thinking about what can we do? Alternatives. You can, yeah. Alternatives. You can only uh, cut premiums so much uh, as the market continues, you know, to, to harden, especially in lines um, that are that are really already expensive for businesses, large and small, to run. So what we see is businesses coming to us uh, saying, you know, what what are the alternatives? What can we do? And captives um, make a very nice alternative to uh to, to having everything in the commercial market. And so what we tell people is you don't have to, you don't have to put every line in a captive, right? You don't have to, um, b- you can, if, if, if it's feasible, you can, but uh, it, it almost always makes sense for a business to take the ownership of its own risk and, and then the benefit of um, the premium that they would otherwise pay out to the commercial market to keep that mm-hmm. Um manage their risk efficiently and appropriately, and then receive those funds back in terms of, um, you know, the lower risk profile, the the distribution, the growth of surplus, the investment income that can come with um, taking those premiums and, and reaping the benefits of the investments yourself versus the commercial market. Still partnering with the commercial market, maybe on reinsurance or excess policies mm-hmm. or, you know, other things, but, but um, building a captive is is a win-win. Yeah. So that four-minute uh, Captive Insurance 101 brought to you by Heather McClure. That was a really great <laughs> exactly. summary of that. I've, I've said this before <laughs> many times, and, uh, but it's always it's always exciting to talk about. I'm always um, reinvigorated by it because, you know, we talk about accountability um, and, and doing the right thing for our employees and our, um, and our consumers, you know, whatever industry we're in, uh, you know, um, and captive and a captive structure allows you to do that. You're not taking your risk and making it someone else's problem, you know, in exchange for mm-hmm. for a for a, a premium. Mm-hmm. You are really taking a hard look at it, determining how you can make it better, seeing the numbers, um, realizing that uh, it, it's economically beneficial to lower risk. And so, you know, we're all human. We we focus on what's in front of us and what we know about. And I think that boards and businesses who know about their risk um, in a captive structure are, are more focused on it philosophically than they are if they're seeding it out to, to someone yeah. else, another yeah. business. Okay. So we've sort of covered the captive association mission, right? Yeah. Kind of developing energy and a foundation right. uh, to create some energy to keep that moving forward. How does how does who should get involved? How does someone get involved? Everybody around the captive industry should get involved. So captive owners, um, captive managers, any service provider to to our industry um, or pros, prospective service 
provider should be involved. So around uh, the captive industry, we do a lot of, and in every state, um, and domicile, we do a lot of education around, you know, just what I said, the captive 101, but it's deeper than that. You know, there's there are best practices to learn. And so one of the one of the missions of the trade association, the OCIA, the Association of the Captive Industry here in Oklahoma, is to educate those in Oklahoma and, and outside of Oklahoma about best practices. And so that would be in risk management, in claims management, in investment management, in um, what kinds of lines to look at to, to put in captives, captive structures. Um, and so education is a huge uh, mission of ours. And, that, and so anyone that's wanting to either receive or give information uh, should be involved in the OCIA. Uh, the relaunch of the OCIA brought um, a new oh, a new revitalized website to the old web About address. <laughs> yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's okcaptives.org. And so there's a membership link on the website, uh, and it's very easy. We, we looked at a lot of domiciles to figure out, you know, how we wanted to price membership. We don't want it to be burdensome for anyone. Uh, so we have a, an entity membership, meaning it's uh, not every individual has to have their own membership, but a, a company who is a service provider, mm -hmm. which is a service provider, uh, is a $750 membership for, ev for everyone in their company, I think up to 20. So not everybody, up to, up to 20. Uh, and then captive owners, it's $500. So again, though, for for anyone associated with their captive or who wants to, you know, who wants to be involved. Our focus right now that maybe you're, you, you will also want to know about is our captive conference. And so that was next on my agenda. Was, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, so another focus that we have is in developing that education and, um, membership benefits and and the camaraderie and um, sort of networking that comes along with, you know, a conference of any group of business individuals who are, you know, banded together by their business. Um, that's going to be in April of next year in Tulsa. Uh, we've selected a location and the dates are April 15th through um, 17th. So you can Remember tax day. We're starting with a golf tournament. So get done with your taxes. Come play golf on the 15th. And then we'll start our education and networking piece on the 15th and 16th. Um, I'm sorry, on the 16th and 17th. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had we hosted the insurance department did last year, yes. IBT and captive conference, that, which was, was sort of a launch of that. Uh, very successful. We had almost 300 people here. Right. And um, so from that, we've handed the baton to the Captive Association now yes. to say, here, run with it. So uh, last year was Oklahoma City. This year it will be in Tulsa. That's right. Led by the Captive Association at That's the Tulsa right. Club Hotel. I think we, we, yes, it is going to be at the Tulsa Club Hotel in downtown Tulsa. So not, we're still working on the golf outing on exactly where that's going to be. So can't announce that yet, but uh, the conference itself is going to be at the Tulsa Club. Good. We're excited about that. So- and yes, thank you for hosting that last year. That was a huge launch. People came from all over the country to to come to that. Uh, and and so again, there's a, we're we're benefiting. The OCIA is benefiting from that conference and a lot of energy around uh, what was done last year. We have big shoes to fill because that was so successful. So yeah, we we're, that was a great we're going to replicate it for for this. So. It was a it was a catalyst. So we're 
uh, we're hoping to be as successful. Um, it's going to be, you know, we, we really want people from Oklahoma City to go ahead and make the drive to Tulsa, stay overnight. Um, but we, we're expecting a lot of out-of-town guests, too. We're going to have some great speakers. We have a program committee who have they've already been in touch with some national experts in tax and um, captive structure and lots of topics that I think are going to be great. And we're working on a keynote speaker that I think is going to be really exciting. Um, so can't announce that yet, but I, I think it's going to be a draw as well. Good. Yeah, that's really exciting. Let's have that nailed down on the calendar. Um, I think, Heather, that about wraps it up. Anything else with captives that you'd like to put out there as we wrap up this? Well, I would just like to encourage everyone to go ahead and go on the website um, and and uh, gain membership to the OCIA. And then you, with that, you're going to be getting communications. Not We're not going to spam you, but we're going to give you communications about what's coming up, not just the conference, but um, we have articles we're posting on um, the website. We have other um, networking activities that we're planning. So both in Oklahoma City and in Tulsa um, and other areas of the state, we're planning to try to get captive um uh, service providers and owners together in in smaller groups around the state, uh, and then at conferences that we all attend out of state. So some of the the national conferences mm-hmm. that we all att- some of us attend, we're going to try to get our OCIA folks or people who do work in Oklahoma, which again is a lo- most of the major you know organizations, brokerages, um, captive providers around the country do work in Oklahoma, but we're going to try to have some networking activities. Great. That's really good. Heather, last time you were on about two years ago, I think when we wrapped up on the air, we then talked about the Captive Association. Yes. I didn't volunteer you to do that, but I certainly <laughs> vol- vol- nudged you <laughs> yeah. to get engaged and help me get that going. And so thank you for that. But oh, I promise you I have nothing after we go off the air to uh, nudge you. I'm to take ready on if you do. More, so. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for, for being with us and sharing your, your knowledge and expertise. We look forward to the Captive Association growth uh, and where they're going in the future. Again, that website. OKCaptives.org. Okay. Yes. So go there, get information, get membership conference is april in tulsa april 15th through 17th 2024 2024 that's right very good thanks very much well that wraps up our latest uh, mulready minutes podcast thank you for joining us with heather mcclure our um, captives queen i'll stick with that moniker at least (laughs) in a small microcosm (laughs) well good to have you with us and thank you for joining us we'll catch you next time If you found this episode informative, please subscribe and share with your colleagues. Visit oid.ok.gov slash podcast. Let us know what topics you would like to hear about on this podcast. Until next time, take care from the Oklahoma Insurance Department.